Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Cup of Coffee, the podcast to go with your morning cup of coffee. I'm Aman, and this is my co-host, Omer. Hello, everyone. And um, let's talk about what we've been thinking about this week, Omer. Well, uh, I've been thinking about our pre-quarantine memories, you know, back before I'd spent the entire time inside the house because I was forced to instead of by choice. And, uh, you know, I've been thinking about our debate years. Um, mm. And one memory in particular popped up. Um, so uh, do you remember when we went to, I believe it was Geyer High School? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so not, not the not the best tournament for us. Well, not anymore that great. But this one, is, <laughs> I, I remember particularly, we, stopped, we finished early and we were just playing 2K on our laptop. Yeah, and then uh, remember, uh, if you remember, we were walking around with Komel, mm-hmm. and then we saw this student of the month thing, which I thought was kind of weird because you know in Plano we don't have student of the month. Yeah, that was yeah. So, so yeah, and then uh, one of them was this, and then if you remember, one of them was this kid named Ethan, and we were like, "Huh, seems like well, congrats, Ethan." And then we see, Ethan. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we see him walking around uh, after after one of our rounds, right? And we're just like, you know yeah. what? Let, let, let's talk to the guy. And we just see him like right there in front of us. So we're like, yeah, let, let's let's see what this guy's about. And we go like he he turns a corner. So we go follow him, and we turn the corner, and he was gone. <laughs> it, it was crazy. It was a dead end. It. it he couldn't I, have, and the classroom doors were, lo- were locked. So I was like, "Where did he go?" Yeah, there's no way he could have disappeared anywhere. So we're like, "Okay, I, I guess we missed him or something." So we're like, "Okay, time to go back to the cafeteria." Yeah, and we turn back and we go to the cafeteria. And keep in mind, there's no way, there's no way anyone could have gotten past us. Impossible. Yeah. and there he is. On the other side of the cafeteria. So you might say that maybe there's something we didn't know about, or maybe uh, we just didn't see him. But no, we uh, no. pretty sure that he's a ghost. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure he's a ghost or spirit or something because there there's no way he could have gotten past us. There's no other explanation. Yeah, that were just incredibly stupid. No, he's a ghost. Okay. <laughs> he's. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's definitely one of the more memorable uh, debate experiences. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, this is the same tournament where we went through a round and our opponents, uh, it was the military spending topic, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I don't want to <laughs> get too, too passionate about this. And so let's, uh, <laughs> let's not talk about this for too long, but our opponents... Uh, they had some, yeah, they, they said that if we spend more money, we'll go into more debt. And if they had some card that said the more debt that we go into, the more debt that we come out of. And they like spun it around in some weird way. And essentially we're saying debt is good for the country. And, um, it didn't make much sense. Yeah. yeah I mean, the way they could. explained it. <laughs> and then they pronounced hegemony, hegemony wrong. Yeah, they they did pronounce Gemini wrong. It was a, it was it was a it was a mess of a round, and uh, yeah, a mess. Yeah. yeah, and then the judge uh, got on us for wearing hats, and he didn't tell us before the round. He waited until after the round, 
and oh man he he took off speaker points it was bad yeah yeah we somehow we, we won the round despite that but yeah no, it was just it was just an awful round yeah the that whole day was just was just weird for us yeah the, yeah you get lots of interesting experiences in debate like this one round uh it was about the internet of things uh, it was in our first ever tournament and you know it was our second ever. It was our second ever round because we didn't. We never really completed a whole practice round together. Mm-hmm. So we go in, and then uh, not only do they do does the other team now they're arguing against the Internet of Things, right? Um, they go on to this whole tangent about how the Internet of Things will cause the apocalypse, and the judge was like, "Yeah, you know, fair enough." Yeah, it's always fun when your opponent makes like a long chain of of things that that will lead to one another and just ends up with something crazy. Yeah. Like we're going to end up like Nazi Germany. <laughs> but uh, of... actually someone did argue for na- Nazi Germany on the gun control topic. They said if you have yeah. slight restrictions on gun control, you know, so did Nazi Germany. So it's going to be one team with a Nazi Germany argument every uh every tournament. Yeah, and, team. and we lost to that team actually so <laughs> <laughs> that was fun <laughs> uh, but speaking of arguments um i was talking the other day with uh with my mom and um so i was just thinking about how like we have such a huge divide in our own country where i feel like people are arguing a lot and one thing that and you can disagree on me with this uh if you feel that I'm wrong, but I think that the main issue is that like people don't understand that it's possible to disagree while still understanding another person's point of view, right? You don't have to agree with another person, but you don't have to disrespect their argument, right? Because I think if, uh, you know, if people were to understand, like on the subject of gun control, there's many different opinions right but if mm-hmm. you were to understand what the other side is saying then it wouldn't be such a violent argument right and i understand that people are very passionate about it but if you know you don't have to agree with someone and you disagreeing with them doesn't mean that you should like that you have to disrespect them or that you know things have to get heated but i feel like at one point or another and this happens in in every political territory and like even just normal arguments where right. people just don't understand another person's perspective and because of that they get they get aggressive they or they just don't they don't even try to understand and when someone doesn't feel like they're uh being heard then you're really just talking at each other and not with each other and i feel like if a lot of people took the time to understand other people we wouldn't have a lot of the problems that we have I, th- I think another, I think that's part of it, but I think a big part of it is the binary system we have. Like, yeah. you're either Democrat or Republican, or you're wasting your time, basically. Yeah, right? that's and, true. And basically, because of that, on every sort of social and political issue, there's there's pretty much two sides. You can't really have a nuanced point of view. Either you're for or against. Yeah. Like you're either you're either liberal or conservative based on what choice you make instead of making nuanced and thoughtful, uh, taking nuanced and thoughtful positions on things. Yeah, you're pretty much like is it liberal or is it conservative point of view, and based on that, that's where I'm going. 
and sometimes it's what you're born into as well right you don't really ever get another per- perspective uh you just kind of live with the one that you're born with and uh you never think about anything else yeah and the, and you know the system doesn't really allow for doesn't really allow for you know multiple perspectives right because like mm-hmm. voting like the great pretty much the biggest impact we most people have on their on the political system here is voting right but in voting you uh you have two choices every, yeah. every time or like you know in some in some districts you know when it's so heavily dominated by either party you only have one choice really yeah how much do you think the system limits creativity like the system as a whole that we have right now like school um politics everything like that the government has set up how much do you think it affects creativity growing up uh i mean i think it i think it depends on what part of the country you're from as well like obviously uh we have obviously if you're from like more uh well-off parts you have an easier time being creative right because you'll have you'll have more funded facilities and stuff Mm -hmm. uh so you know so you'll have the opportunity to you know take art classes and uh or you know um you know take electives and stuff whereas if you don't really have much opportunity you pretty much can only strive for trying to you know survive and make money and stuff like that so i i think well there's also the like the the middle class where we we strive um that's where we live in and i think like if you're on either end of the spectrum so like say you know you can't afford to take art classes or anything like that then you know you're just focused on getting a job and and living and so you don't have time to be creative whereas i think I would disagree with you on the fact that if you do have money for a lot of things, but if you have like too much money for a lot of things, then you might lack motivation because like, why would you want to be successful if you already have enough money to, to you know, to live off of, right? Why would you having a lot of money? Well, if you, well, if you don't really have any motivation to, you know, try and improve your finance, financial and social standing, since you're already high up there and you'll likely stay up there because, uh, your circumstances will keep you up there then i think you you probably will have an easier time uh being creative because you know you don't really have anything else you don't really have anything else to do so it's it's so you have the time and uh, the motivation i guess you have to find for yourself so it'll be yeah. more case to case in that end of the spectrum yeah. i guess i guess motivation really matters there um you know it's just like do you really want to do it is it like I guess at a certain point it comes to when you hit that point of boredom and you don't know what to do, you can either choose to be creative and, you know, do something that makes you really happy or just continue living day by day. And I've heard people say, and I've felt this, I think everyone's felt this at some point where, you know, you just feel like a robot doing the same thing every single day. And so I think creativity is the best way out of that. But it's not always easy to just be creative, right? You you have to you you have to find something that works for you. You have to find something that makes you happy, and I, I feel like that requires motivation and that requires trying things out. And and also, and it also requires you know t- it also requires like time and resources, right? You time have to, and money a little bit too, yeah. Which yeah, not everybody has. Yeah, because you have to yeah you have to test things out to see what exactly is your best creative outlet. Like for me, I'm not ex- 
I'm, I can't, you know, play any instruments. So I'm not going to use music as a creative outlet for me. Exactly. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, and, or like, um, like I can draw a little bit, but that's not going to be my main creative outlet because I'm much better at writing than I am at drawing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So I don't know, just simply for thought, but back on the subject of the past. So I've thought about this a lot. I don't know if you have, but, um, we know that mistakes make us who we are. Right. Uh, but have you ever thought that, you know, the past you that has made certain mistakes is like, you, you just wonder if that still lives with you. Like those, that, that person that made those mistakes, not the mistakes that you learned from, but the person that, you know, went through the thought process and still, you know, did what he did. It, you know, like, do you ever wonder, like, am I still that person or am I better now? I mean, <laughs> I, 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 like most people, do lie awake at night thinking about every individual mistake I've made in my life. <laughs> yeah, fun times, isn't it? Uh, I mean, I feel like, um, I feel like from a lot of my mistakes, I've, I've learned from them. I don't know exactly if I'm a different person as much as I'm a more refined version of the person I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like if I were to converse with myself from five years ago, he would, uh, like, I would, he wouldn't have expected to be what I am, right? Yeah, I, feel, I, feel, I do think to a certain extent he would be proud, and I I take pride in that. I do think if I talked to myself five years ago, if he if he found the person that I was and the mindset that I have right now, that he would be proud of me. And you know, I like to think that. Um, I just wonder if. You know, like, yeah, it, it, like if you're saying like if, if I'm more if I'm a more refined, refined version of myself or if I'm just someone completely different. And I, I think that I'm someone completely different than who I was before, um, mm -hmm. because I feel like we change and certain things leave us for good. Say, um, say like a drug addict or so or, or an addict of anything, really. Uh, right. You know, if, if you at, like if you give up, you know, that addiction then are you a different person or are you a more refined version of yourself? Hmm. I think, uh, well, I, th I think it has, I think for me, what defines a person is like, you know, their general personality. So mm -hmm. if you're, I think, I think your personality and like the value and your, the values you hold, I think that's what makes you a person. And if you still have the same general one, you still have the same general ones, but maybe have cut out a few flaws. I think that's when you uh, become a more refined version of the person okay. you are. Whereas if you change your, if you change your values and per, and personality to some degree, uh, then that's what changes you into a different person from who you were. They're, they're different. They're both ways of self. They're, they're both ways of self improvement, but they're different ways of doing it. Okay. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's it's like the difference between like um, taking up taking a part out of something and you know fixing it uh, get, fixing it up you know adding oil making making it run smoother and putting it back in and just replacing the replacing the part with something else altogether. Yeah, like they're both ways to fix the machine up and make it better. There's different ways of doing it. Yeah, I get that. So if you were to go to the past and change something that you did, and this, I, I know I'm putting you on the spot here and it might take some time to think about, but if you were to go back and change one thing, what would it be? 
uh, from, I mean, how far back are we going? Are we talking high school or whole life? Yeah. Your whole life. Uh, I mean, uh, let's see, my whole life. Um, hmm. That that is putting me on the spot a little bit. Okay, I'll let you think <laughs> about it a little bit. Um, but for me, I feel that I I should have focused more on like like we were talking about before being creative but really what would make me happy right because i never thought so the reason i think i'm a different person is in high school i never thought that um you know doing a podcast or making a video game like i talked about earlier or you know any of these creative outlets writing um you know anything mm-hmm. like that could could be what made me happy i thought it was you know like good food video games and and that's what makes us happy but there's a difference between that between happiness and pleasure right and so i you know as i realized that you know i could do these things i could make something of myself and that is what could make me happy you know i i realized that i should have focused on doing those things i should have focused on building good habits like reading and you know waking up on time and working out and stuff like that and you know done something creative and fun and found like a a productive hobby that made me happy right that i can actually feel good about and i feel like that's not focused on at all in high school so it's partially you know the system's fault but it's partially my fault for think for you know not realizing it um and so if i were to go back i would build some good habits and you know like just do something productive and interesting that would at the same time make me happier than I am today. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I think, I think high, I think no, nothing before high school. I don't think I've changed anything. Um, like, um, well, actually I think at the beginning of high school, I think I would tell, well, I would tell myself, I think to, you know, open up my horizons a little bit because uh so i was in saudi arabia for the first well no for the first two years of my life i lived here but then i moved to saudi arabia for 10 years then i moved here but then i went to a private school for the rest of uh middle school right and then you know i got dumped into uh public high school yeah and that's and like for the longest time like I didn't really have I didn't really have any friends, right? Because um, I I didn't like I didn't like uh, public high school at all. I was like I hate the atmosphere here. Everyone sucks. Yeah, uh, you're you're actually one of the two friends that I still have from uh, freshman year, and I remember I just came up to you like out of nowhere and we became friends. Yeah, I, I think I think you yeah we were waiting in the morning uh for yeah. eldering and then we just sat next to each other yeah i just like I, i'd seen you at msa or something and, and i just came in <laughs> yeah <laughs> next to you. yeah so I, I just tell myself that um you know to just be a little bit more open-minded like right now i'm pretty good at being open-minded but i wish i was a lot earlier mm-hmm. um and you know i was just kind of you know clo- a little bit close-minded and a little bit scared to try new things like that's why I didn't take that many honors classes in my first couple of years, despite the fact that I would have done completely fine just because I didn't know how it was going to be. So I was like, what if I do bad? What if, and then yeah. my GPA goes down and then I, you know, <clears throat> don't go to college. Yeah. 
I knew, so I knew I wasn't ever going to be valedictorian. That wasn't really what I was aiming for, just because the kids at Jasper are kind of ridiculous. But like, you know, if if I put in a decent amount of effort, I could I could still do well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I would really tell myself to be more open-minded, you know, take those English honors classes, because, you know, I was good at English, but I was stuck in... I, I, I took... Reg- regular english just because i i didn't know exactly i was afraid of how high the difficulty curve might be and you know english regs is fine i mean if you were in english right that's fine but like the pace for me personally was just way too slow like like i like i'd read all the books like romeo and juliet i read that years ago um that's because i read a lot in middle school and elementary like i was reading stuff that i wasn't supposed to be reading uh like at the age of 10 uh i'd read dracula the autobiography malcolm x and uh what's that book uh to kill a mockingbird yeah the autobiography of malcolm x it's a book everyone should read but not until you're an adult so (laughs) it's 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 an incredible book though uh i will say yeah i i shouldn't have i should not have read it in fifth grade though definitely not um, and you yeah, might have wanted to take honors English. I, I feel like no one's really given a good idea of like what they should take. And so people either stay away from all the hard classes or they like jump into all the hard classes thinking they can do it. And it's either too and, much work or too little. And like, I think part of that is the counselors. Because I oh, think yeah, the counselors suck over there. The council, I don't completely blame them because you have like one counselor for like, what, 500 kids? So you can't, yeah. the counselors can't exactly get to know you on a personal level. That's like, true. Uh, like at, like in university, uh, for better or for worse, their count, the counselors might still suck, but at least they're more tailored towards you personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah, but like the count, like yeah. when I went in for my academic meeting, uh, Je- uh, when I was, you know, about to go into Jasper High School, they were like, "Yeah, you know, the honors classes are really hard," and I was like, "Okay, ha ha, that doesn't sound yeah. like something," because I'd never had any concept of honors classes, right? So uh, before that, right? Because mm-hmm. where I went to middle school, they didn't have honors classes, right? Yeah, like I wasn't given a choice. I took algebra one in middle school just because that was the only option they had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I yeah I know what you're saying. It's um, like it, it should be a bit more refined in how they allow you to pick your classes and all that. I understand because there's so many kids and so many class like not as many classes. And maybe what happens is sometimes like the honors classes are full and they don't want the honors classes to fill up, and so they tell people like, "Oh, you shouldn't take you know like honors." Um, maybe or maybe they just you know they don't understand the kids well enough. But in in any case, it has screwed many of us over. But yeah, because yeah, um, like I understand that honors classes aren't for everyone. But like the way they, the way they describe it, they make it they made it sound like I'd be reading yeah, like a, te- a whole textbook every week yeah. or something. Like it was like no, it's just a little bit of extra reading, slightly hard, slightly harder tests. It's yeah, not exactly. that, it wasn't that bad. It honestly wasn't. Um, and that's, well, all the time that we have t- about our, our, uh, thoughts for the week. And, and uh, we are you know, I'm going to introduce our guest. Our guest this week is going to be, uh, Brendan Haig. He's a pretty interesting guy. I'm not going to give away too much about him, but, uh, he is working on some cool projects. Uh, he's a Twitch streamer and he has quite the interesting past. So I'm excited to introduce him and, uh, we'll get back to you as soon as he's in the call.
All right, guys. So we're back with our guest, Brandon Hag. Brandon, why don't you introduce yourself for us? Uh, hi there. Yeah, I'm Brendan Hegg. Uh, I'm a student at UTD, and I'm also a Twitch streamer, and I'm streaming on, what is it, Brawl Stars, and I've just recently started doing that since the outbreak, and I've only been doing it for about a month or two, I mean, really just over a month, and I'm already up to about like 700 followers there, and oh, okay. it's, wow. it's a great, great community, and it's really like very, very, very friendly, and I'm actually like didn't really think of doing this, but we started doing a lot more tournaments. <laughs> so it's oh, like, wow. um, yeah, a lot of people are really kind of enjoying doing that. But over at UTD, I'm a student in the electrical engineering program, and I'm in, what is it? I've got about a year and a half left. I'll be finishing next year in the fall. That'd be 21. Wow. Yeah, after the fall semester of 2021. Oh, okay. Uh, That's yeah. great. Pretty interesting. Uh, so how are you enjoying uh, Twitch streaming? Oh, man. Uh, it like The first time I started it was probably about two years ago, and I did it for about three months. And it was a lot of fun, mm -hmm. and it was very a very small channel, but I ended up getting up to about 300 followers. And that was after like okay. three months, and I had a lot of friends that like uh, that were, I would play games with in like, the small community that I was mm -hmm. in. I was like playing World of Warcraft. Okay, World yeah. of Warcraft. Yeah, and so I was playing World of okay. Warcraft, and it wasn't really... It's not that fun to watch honestly like you want to play yeah. but you can't really play with the 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 streamer so i ended up mm -hmm. doing a, a concept where it was like well we do somewhat like i was in like the top like 1000 guild in the world and um right. we were playing all the time we were having a lot of fun and i was like well let me go ahead and start streaming some of the uh the stuff that we do and it was like there was a lot of fun but a lot of people didn't really understand and so then i was like well there's this other part in the game that we can kind of do these carries in like it's a high level content that we can bring anybody. We just tell them, hey, if you're not comfortable with trying to come up and like help us out, you just sit at the beginning or we'll do the thing and you'll get your free carry. And so I started doing those like follower kind of if you're a follower of the channel, then you can join these little giveaways and you come do these runs with us. And then everybody was coming in and once a week they were like, I wouldn't be doing it, getting any of this done if it wasn't for you. And so I was starting to get a lot more people coming, come to the channel, but, uh, I got, I ended up, uh, getting into work. And so that pulled me away from streaming, but now with the mm. outbreak, I've kind of returned and because it was it between the spring semester and the summer semester, I got into, uh, streaming. I was just like, well, I'm already playing a lot of video games myself anyways. And, uh, yeah. I wanted something, I wanted to play a mobile game, something very different, and I, it's something I can kind of like pull myself away from later on. Mm -hmm. But I found like I really enjoyed this game and I'm on it. Like I've requested the game to yeah. you and I'm like, come on, you let's play it. Let's play, man. Good. Well, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, for those of you that don't know uh, what Brawl Stars is, it's essentially uh, there's a lot of different game modes and a lot of different characters that you can choose from. Um, and you so there's like game modes where you attack other characters, game modes where you, it's just like a soccer type game mode, and there's like a battle royale kind of thing. So there's a lot of different game modes, different characters have different abilities, and uh, overall it's just, it's pretty fun, and I can see why you enjoy streaming it. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the art of the game is very cartoony, and it, cater, it caters to like just a very fun, casual, but like also somewhat, like there is a really competitive side to things, so it's like... I'm the casual yeah. person, and most of the mm -hmm. like people on the stream have been playing for like at least was it the yeah. game's been out globally for a year and a half, 
And so right. people have been playing since beta and they'll come onto the stream and they'll have like three times the amount of like, uh, of what was it? Of like the score, which is your trophies in the game. Yeah. And you have right. like a total trophy. I'm at like 10,000 trophies, which is quite a bit for a casual person yeah. that started a month and a half ago. But, yeah. um, other people that have like 30,000 that come into the stream, they're like, Hey, I want to play with you. I'm like, why do you want to play with this person who like, like me? But the thing yeah. is, is that they they want to try to help me. They want to help me get better. And they're like, give me yeah. suggestions. And I'm like, all right, guys, just, uh, if you want to be on my team, I'm sorry, but if you want to, you can try to help me out. And it's, uh, it's, it's yeah. been a lot of fun. And the, that's, a, that's cool. yeah, like all the people that have been coming to the channel, they've always been very supportive. There's a few people that are like, how do you not have that many trophies? And it's kind of like during the, the stream, I'm just playing with friends and you don't earn trophies doing that. And yeah. So, right. Yeah. So I played the game much. a lot, but I don't yeah. like push trophies is all. Yeah. So, and uh, one thing that like, I don't know if this uh, holds true for you as well, but one thing that I really love about the game is that the, like the characters, I, it's a small detail, but I liked how the characters have their own little personalities. Mm -hmm. You know, I think my favorite character is Nita. <laughs> because when you like as soon as you like click on the character and like start in she's like nita and i'm just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great she's just like she's in a constant state of yelling she's just it's like awesome every sort of little sound bit of her is just her yelling it's her, it's it's her awesome. yelling about her bear it's yelling about her name and like it's just yeah. it's awesome just like how creative they make each character and so yeah, I think that's a, a lot of detail to have mm -hmm. in video games mm -hmm. and video games in general. Uh, but um, like, it's a good detail to make all those all those characters have, even if it's small, some differences because it makes yeah. the game more fun. To, it ga makes the game more fun to play and makes it um, more replayable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, like I even should... even like single player games like uh, oh, like yeah. uh, Resident Evil, uh, like. Um, like the original Resident Evil's remake, like uh, you have two characters, uh, Chris and Jill. Like Jill will get a lockpick, so you don't have to run around looking for keys. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you pick Chris, he carry his lighter doesn't carry an item slot, so you can uh, you can you can use him to burn up the corpses you find, so they don't come back to life to mm. bite you in the butt later. So like yeah. it's not a it's not a huge difference, but but it's enough to make the gameplay uh, when you want to replay it. Well, different yeah. about definitely and omar I, mm -hmm. I showed you uh valorant yesterday and uh, yeah. i recall you picked a character just because he had a british accent and that was, <laughs> <laughs> that was really fun i mean I, I, i'm one of those kind of games i, I was like i would choose the character that way <laughs> yeah <laughs> like the yes, character yeah, that i really enjoy in the game is that the guy that his super is you throw his head and the, the head chases after the enemy and blows up and he's not the strongest character. Because so <laughs> when his thing is chasing after me, I'm just so scared. Yeah, he, I, he does so much damage. It's, it's so much fun. Yeah, yeah, so. I'm like that way from pretty much every game I play. Like if I just like how it looks and like the personality, I'll pick it over the stats. Yep. Like yeah. like even like games like like hero shooters like Valorant. Yeah, yeah. Like I I, I picked the British guy just because I I heard a British voice. I was like that. Reminds me of John Boyega's voice. So I'm just gonna, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, you know, like even like games like Pokemon, I'll put Pokemon that I like in my party as opposed to like the best one, just because I just like yeah. how they look. 
Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, Charizard, who looks good and is good. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. you got some of those as well. Sometimes you get best um, in both worlds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sometimes you do. Sometimes so, you, there's a Pokemon you you don't like you don't like it, but it's good, so you have to put it. It's like armor. It's it's that way with armor as well in video games. Like some armor just look ugly. Yeah. Just like, like, you know what? It's not mm-hmm. worth the stat. I'm taking the other one. Oh man, I was playing Skyrim and I found armor that looked good and had good stats, mm. and it was perfect. It might have just been DLC, but it, it was it was amazing. Mm-hmm. But um. So, Brandon, uh, on the topic of video games and interesting things, I have to ask, what is something that you are an absolute nerd about? Ooh, I think what, I, what I'm a nerd about, and it kind of ties into a lot of the engineering background that, I, that I'm studying and everything, is that I really like getting into the mechanics of the game and, mm-hmm. and like, the damage of stuff. and Because I get so like into the math and a lot of people that play games, they don't get into the math. And that's kind of my background mm-hmm. from like, wow. And where I would actually yeah. create like sp- spreadsheets for things. And just <laughs> right. recently, even in Brawl Stars, it was like, well, what kind of spreadsheets and math that I could do? And so I've done things where I'm like, is this worth it? And so I made a spreadsheet that lists all the different items and all the different uh, deals in the item shop that would say, it's a this much increase because everything I would look for, they would say, well, here's he, here's like the deal where it's like costs, say it's a hundred gems and then, well, mm-hmm. it's on sale for 60 gems. I'm like, but shouldn't it be like 30? Like it still feels like yeah. it's our price. And so it lists the actual price, the estimated price of what it like would actually cost. And then it like does the percentage difference. And I have it in categories mm-hmm. where if it's like, zero to 25 it's red 25 to 50 it's yellow and then 50 to 100 is uh anything is green so it means that's gonna be a better deal um okay so like i like the mid maxing that's my wow background side of it but Mm -hmm. i get just so into the numbers and like because math has always been in my life and that was my best subject english i yeah not a huge fan of I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah i kind of the opposite for me <laughs> yeah yeah so I, i'm just stuck somewhere in the middle personally i thought i was better at math and then i and then calculus happened um you, you were there with me for my first calculus <laughs> so and you were like yeah this is fine and i was like yeah i mean it's all right <laughs> and mm-hmm. then i took my second calc and that was that was okay uh but yeah, and then like I started writing a little bit more. So I don't know. I guess I'm kind of in the middle. I'm weird like that. But and, yeah, and then you mentioned three. Oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, I was thinking you you mentioned that uh, you're really interested in like the numbers and like you know the mm-hmm. mechanics behind the games themselves. Uh, um, I, I really like like looking into like game design philosophy. Like mm-hmm. I I don't have any of the facilities to really do anything in. The, in terms of game making, it's except do the writing, all right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I still I still find myself really interested in uh, game design philosophy. So I found this YouTube channel. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. Have you heard of Game Maker's Toolkit? Oh, uh, I think I've heard of it. But yeah, I so they're don't, yeah they're an interesting YouTube channel. They really go into like some of the philosophy beside, uh, inside game design, like oh. the thought process that goes behind why. Uh, game makers make certain decisions mm-hmm. uh like um 
how randomness works in different video games. Like, oh, uh, yeah, like, yeah it was like Spelunky, which randomly generate the map. But th- there's also a different kind of random. And like, uh, like how in the Resident Evil 2 remake, zombies will have random amounts of health. So each encounter is kind of unpredictable. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, I was I was actually looking up uh, a lot of stuff on game design and how to. So I guess it's somewhat related, but not really. Uh, like one thing that I, when I was reading up on game design uh, about the creative process, um, have you guys heard of Salvador Dali? I have. Yeah. I have. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's an artist. He's an artist, yeah, and he has, mustache. Yeah, he has like mm. this mustache that goes like like all the way like out like past his face it's it's See, so I, I need it's something so like that like i, I wanted to turn this <laughs> down it gets in in the way of food but to have something like that you got to be proud so of it just goes out to the side you know mm-hmm. like it doesn't get in the way of anything it's and it just looks sick but uh so i was looking up uh this you know his process of creativity and so his art is really like if you look up salvador dali his art is really like it's out there it's creative it's it's genius honestly and so part of his creative process what he would do is so have you ever have you guys i know you have but like you guys know that dream state where like before you fall asleep you're kind of like half asleep and you're like kind of dreaming but it's like your real thoughts but you're not you're not asleep yet you're not dreaming or asleep yet you know what i'm talking about right oh yeah so i've got a story about this one (laughs) okay cool hold the story for for this yeah i'm in my dream state most of my lectures (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah me too man so what he does is so he'll sit on a chair right and he'll have his arms on the armrest and he'll have keys in one of his hands and he'll tilt his head back try to go to sleep get in that like half asleep dream state because that's mm-hmm. when you know your mind takes control your conscious mind isn't thinking so those thoughts are really weird and different right and so he'll have mm-hmm. keys in his hand. And so the moment that he actually falls asleep, he'll be asleep for about half a second, but the keys will leave his hand and hit his foot and wake him up. Ah. So all those weird thoughts right before you go to sleep are going to be fresh in his, in his head, right? And so he uses that as inspiration for his art, mm. which is really cool because normally when you wake up, you forget everything that you were like half dreaming about, but oh, yeah. he remembers it. So it's fresh in his head and he uses it as inspiration for his art, which I thought was really cool. Oh yeah. And, yeah. and that's, I've definitely have done that at the beginning of uh, the, the, the stream about a month ago, that was kind of mm-hmm. when I was first getting back into streaming there's a lot of things I'm trying to get back in my head. I'm like, there's just so much I'm trying to manage because I'm trying to build the channel again. I'm trying to think of like what good arts like I should do. Um, it's also the very first few streams where I'm like, all right, what kind of content do I want to focus on? And yeah. I think at the first few days I was like, uh, I, I was just kind of pushing trophies and you can only have one or two people in your game. And then the, the friendlies, you can open it up to where you have like nine people. And I, I'm like, I feel very limited. Like I want to do more. And like you said, you were sleeping at yeah. like you're laying in bed and you're about to go to sleep. And I just all of a sudden started just thinking about all these like ideas where the like the biggest one that came out of that was uh these tournaments. And um, in my phone, I was just like it was like tournaments as well as like how would I would want to run it. And I just quickly like opened my eyes, grabbed my phone, and started just typing. <laughs> and I was just cool. like, I'm like, this is gonna I'm putting these down as like notes for tomorrow. And the fact that I mm-hmm. did that, even when I woke up, I then remembered it because I woke up enough mm-hmm. out of it and knew that I wrote it down. The, the, I didn't have to go back and look the notes. 
Uh-huh. It's the fact that you go and you write it down. That's what makes you remember. You remember and so yeah. that, right. that really helped keep that thought there. And so the next day I, that was when I'm like, all right, guys, we're doing tournaments. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. I've got it all laid out. And it just really cool. Yeah. It's like the, that dream state is just that moment of clarity or like where your creativity just like peaks. And it's like, you know what, let's try that. And it's like, you're not even, it's your mind just flows and it's, it's a really kind of awesome state to think of. And that's like, I, I kind of do that even still like to this day is that when I go to sleep, that's kind of when I get most of my thinking for the day in. Yeah. So, and you know, like you have that, that subconscious creative mind that's always at work and always doing things, but it's never mm-hmm. really active. And you have like your, you know, your adult like mind that is like, okay, you have responsibilities, you know, you have things to do. So it keeps you from doing stupid things, but mm-hmm. then that creativeness has to get out at some point. And, uh, I can totally relate to to what you just said because so uh, as I mentioned in the last episode, I am making a video game of my own, mm-hmm. and it the way that I got the idea, I was like half asleep on my bed, and I just like I just like saw it. It was just there, and it was like yeah. like I was half dreaming, and it was just like this. So the idea, well, actually, I don't want to say it because it's not, it's not out yet. But it was a cool <laughs> idea, and uh, yeah. yeah, no spoilers. Uh, but it was a cool idea, and so essentially, as soon as I thought about it, I wrote it down because I wasn't going to remember it in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I wrote it down, and then the morning I like came and and I, uh, you know, I it was still there, and I just started working on it, and it was just it was so cool that I just like. I just saw it. Like I, I can literally tell people that like if they ask me like how'd you get the idea for this, like I saw it in a dream. You know, yeah, it just came <laughs> to me one night. And that's, yeah, it just came to me. Mm-hmm. And that's like that's the biggest crazy. quote that like we never really even put like two to two together. Like people are like, oh, where'd you get inspired? They're like, oh, it just kind of came to me. And I bet mm-hmm. you probably nine times out of ten, it was probably right before they went to sleep, because exactly. like you. You're you're yeah. you're going to sleep and your senses are all turning off because it's about to go into sleep mode. But if you can get that thing like the keys to just kind of wake you right back up once you actually do fully get to sleep, it'll bring yeah. you right back out and you would still then have those thoughts right mm-hmm. there. And so it'd be it's like we should try to find a way where we don't have to like sleep deprive ourselves but uh yeah <laughs> it's still just an awesome thing that you just go to bed and if you can remember or find a way to just quickly write it down before you actually go to sleep then yeah, yeah that's that that would be a good way to activate that creative side and really yeah. get those thoughts down yeah very interesting concept mm-hmm. and yeah. i there's this uh this chemist is that is that how you refer to people that do chemistry chemist um, I, mean, so. I mean, this, yeah, I'm sure it depends on what they do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this scientist who did chemistry, mm-hmm. and uh, so he was the one that came up with uh, like this um, structure for like a certain molecule, and you know, like he didn't understand exactly mm-hmm. how that structure was going to look, and. So when he, you know, like he was thinking about it for like weeks, months, and he didn't know like how to come up with structure and, but he knew all of the material really well, you know, like what it consisted of. And, you know, he knew a lot about chemistry. And so when he like went to sleep one night, he, he says like, I saw the molecules dancing in front of me in the dream. 
and then they came together and when he woke up he was like that's it that's what it is like that's the Mm -hmm. the you know the structure the way it's supposed to look and so he came up with it and that still holds until today like that's how we found out what one of the things looked like it literally came to him in a dream (laughs) and that's just the coolest thing to me it's like when we like even like we will talk about certain particles where we're just like oh it was in a in an excited state like that's still kind of like yeah. they're just dancing they're they're just excited you know we we use these words to try to describe these uh like what what we don't fully understand but then we try mm-hmm. to like picture like all right well how does it really work and it might come to the form of like well they were dancing <laughs> and that's kind yeah, of the way we're going to picture it dancing in front of me dude mm-hmm. and yeah our creative minds are so weird and sometimes they come up with like bad ideas <clears throat> but i feel like oh. you have to listen to the bad ideas to like make make your subconscious make your creative like childlike side feel somewhat respected and then it'll keep coming up with ideas and eventually it'll have a good one right and then Mm -hmm. you know you just make a game out of it or do something cool with your stream or you know you find creative ways to do cool things and that's yeah what i think sometimes sometimes you'll have to follow the bad ideas just just so you can you know realize your mistakes and build off Mm -hmm. of them to come up with better ideas uh like I, I had like uh, in like eleventh grade, I think I had this idea for a detective novel, and I, I, I went through with it. I wrote like three chapters, and then I was like, "All right, this is going to be something." And then I realized this is generic and crap, so I just <laughs> got rid of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah but then, but then that was a good starting point for me because, um, mm-hmm. like, I'm pretty good at writing dialogue. Like, uh, I. Like uh, I've I've shown you some of my stuff, I'm on there. Uh, my yeah. dialogue's gotten a lot better. It's pretty, it's it's witty, it's snappy. His uh, dialogue is awesome. <laughs> you should one day read uh, some of your writing for us. It'll be dope. <laughs> the early days, yeah. The, 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 that that three chapter one, we need we need that. Yeah, we need we need. <laughs> send me the transcript. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, so, yeah. So I, I wrote it, and I was like, well, I was like, well. I, the, some of the dialogue in it is fine. Some of the descriptions are well, but like the overall mm-hmm. plot, I found it was like you know, it was kind of gen, a generic detective story. And I was like, you know what, this is kind of story's been told, you know, time and time again. And I was mm-hmm. like, and then you know, I abandoned it. And then I've like in the last few months, uh, I'm still working on them. Uh, but like I've come up with a lot better concepts for like you know stuff that I own stuff that uh, you know I can write better. Uh, that also gives me a bit more creativity. Like I've come up with a like um, I feel the mind about this. I'm writing a fantasy novel, mm. uh, and you know I came up with the idea because um, well, my creative process is a, d- a little bit different from you guys. Uh, I think uh-huh. my one is a little bit more reactionary, um, uh-huh. in the sense that like I'll read something or or you know uh, think about something, and then based on that something will just click inside of me. Uh, right, right, interesting. Like uh. I wrote this like short story, a uh, short story like a couple um, months ago. Who's was about uh, this guy who's trying? Uh, I was thinking about vampires, right? Because because uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, oh, because of my chemical romance, honestly. <laughs> I was listening. Mm-hmm. I was listening to one of their songs, right? And I was talking about vampires. Uh, I was, yeah, yeah so. motivation for writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was like, yeah, I was thinking of vampires, and, and you know, I read Dracula as a ten-year-old for some reason. Uh, <laughs> it gave me nightmares. But I was thinking of vampires' weaknesses, right? 
and you know how one of one of the one of the vampires' weaknesses is getting staked through the heart, and I thought, well, isn't everyone weak to getting staked through the heart? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the heart's somewhat important, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's, like it's werewolves like, only die when you shoot them with a silver bullet in the head. It's like, well, you know, I would I would die if someone shot me with a silver bullet. Yeah. In the head. Like, it's not a very specific weakness to them, right? Because, like, if, if you stake anyone through the heart, they'll, they'll die. It's, it's like saying your weakness is getting shot in the head. Well, no, duh. Everyone's mm-hmm. <laughs> weakness is getting shot in so the like, head. What, but what if the bullet was 50% silver? And then, are they like half dead, or is it like is there a certain percentage? Uh, is it like, See, if you again, have the numbers like an guy atom of silver in, in yeah. there, and I, I mean, just, like one molecule of silver, and you just shoot it at them, like are they dead? Is it because it's it's has silver in it? Yeah, is it a silver? <laughs> like, we, I, I care about I the know. details. I need to know <laughs> yeah. that my my bullet is gonna affect. Like, is it the sil- <laughs> silver that's like? Oh, is it the with the extra electron or? Yeah, <laughs> but it's just. Is it like it's, a it's certain like, type of silver? And like, I need to know why it actually affects them, and like, I get way too into the de- like the details <laughs> yeah. of things, and it's just like, God, yeah, man, so, it's just so, a yeah, story. So they, you don't have to kill it. I'm like, ah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so basically based off the idea, I just I just wrote a little short story about this guy who suspects one of his coworkers is a vampire, and he's just taking it up with his boss. He's like, all right, what if we expose him to some? And his boss is like, well, not all vampires die because of sunlight. He's like, okay, what if we give him garlic? And the guy's like, well, what if he has a garlic allergy? <laughs> I mean, it's just like the witch. <laughs> like they used it's like, to. Uh... It's like okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, okay, so let's stake him through the heart. He's like, you moron! Everyone dies from staking <laughs> through the heart. <laughs> Well, that's what they used to do with witches is like in the past they were like well we're gonna tie them to like we're gonna tie them to the uh branch we're gonna drown them if they drowned they weren't a witch but if they stayed alive they were a witch and we're gonna burn them at the stake it's like just like like, and they're dead either way yeah it's like that's a no that's a no-win scenario like you either drown or you why why do you even go through the process of drowning them just burn them alive just start there just just kill them like why are you (laughs) and like they came and like they came up with like the most random uh, reasons for someone being a witch and and kind of getting into that is that like the way that like we think sometimes uh, we we kind of reason with, without logic and, and like because in that scenario there's like a lose-lose but they feel like well i was the one uh like we believe that they are a witch so this is how we're going to test them we don't really care that they die either way we just wanted to know were they a witch or not mm-hmm. and so it's like they were a witch if they left them under too long or if they were a witch if they brought them up too fast so it's like some people were better holding their breath some some aren't and yeah. but like they then thought they're a witch or not. And like, that doesn't really connect. Like, so I feel like like today's society, we have a problem of that, like disconnect between like the causality, like where we kind of mm-hmm. say like, well, this was caused because uh, like, this is, this is the reason why this mm-hmm. is happening because of this other thing. And it's like, well, not, but if you look at it, there's other factors involved. And yeah. I guess that's why conspiracy theories are so popular oh, yeah. still. <laughs> like, yeah. you're just like, oh, well, coronavirus, I, everyone. I'm just, I'm mm-hmm. just like, how, how did, how did signals create a virus? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guys, it, guys, it was, it was, it was, it doesn't, doesn't add up. <laughs> or like, 
I like those people who are like the moon landing was fake. I was like, they should have leaked. Someone would have oh, leaked no. something by now. People can't keep secrets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like the world's yeah. flat, guys. I, I I was watching. I don't know if you guys have seen this video where uh, it was like scientists versus flat earthers. They were talking oh. like it was like three scientists and three flat earthers just like talking to each other. And the flat earthers were like, yeah, NASA's keeping it from us. And scientists were like, why would they spend millions of dollars to mm-hmm. fake a moon landing what do they gain from that they have I actually saw that episode too it was good and, it was, and one I, of them was like really i actually worked at nasa and i was mm-hmm. there they're, they're like so you're in I'm like, no like, it's just it's just and then he's like, they're like, well, you know, like, what? Why can't I see the Earth curve? They're like, like, go up on a mountain, you'll see it curve. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it, it, I just don't understand sometimes. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like, what, what reason would people have to lie about the Earth not being flat? What do they have to gain from it? Yeah, like, and like, I'm just like, have you? I, I guess you've never been on an airplane because there's a reason flights take the plats they too. Yeah. yeah, no, 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 Omer, they're, they're lying to you. That map that you see, that's fake. It's actually just yeah. going straight. It's going yeah. straight. I'm just, I'm just like, well, well, like, how do they, how do they figure how air travel works? Like, how come we haven't found the end of the Earth yet? <laughs> yeah, how come no mm-hmm. one's seen the end of the Earth. How come Columbus didn't find it? Well, yeah, Columbus, right. well, well, he did he, find well, it. Well, where is the where is the yes. end of the Earth? Would There's no like, end of the Earth. In the in okay, like assuming that the Earth is flat, wouldn't it be like the Pacific on one end? So like after you like you go west of America. And then there's like one end, and then you go east of Asia, and that's the other end. Is that how the world looks? I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how it works. They they said that like Antarctica is the boundary because we don't really we don't we've I mean, we've got satellite images, but we don't really physically explore Antarctica. Well, we do, but not as like in depth as like. In the yeah, because it's freaking cold. Exactly. It's, it's <laughs> no, like the most. It's the end of the earth. Oh, yeah, right. it's the end of the earth. Exactly. It's <laughs> such a massive landmass. And like, I think the problem is that, like, for the everyday person, they can't just get up and go take a flight to Antarctica to go check it out. They they try to get... reason with these other things to support their hypothesis, and it's like, yeah, if you just look at some of the other facts. <laughs> They're yeah. like the your reason saying like well it's it's doing this effect because the world's flat it's like no look at the other side there's another reason that supports this theory and so if, if you yeah. have two theories it doesn't mean you're going to choose one over the other it means that you have to test both and yeah if they both work fail. yeah it's just and like don't even get me started on gravity because mm. gravity does not agree with the flat earth theory at all <laughs> because there is a center and, of mass yeah and and back to the uh the moon landing there was actually a documentary talking about how uh it would have cost more to fake the moon landing than it was to actually just go to the moon because of the, the <laughs> fact that it was like to get the effects just right it would have just like taken an entire like because they would have had to get the, like the whole space scenes and like the floating mm-hmm. and to replicate the the amount of gravity that they had and like try to show show that like on a film. Yeah, and especially in the, like the, uh, when that at that time. Now yeah. it, you know it'd be easy. But oh yeah, back we got then, a lot of effects would, and stuff. Yeah, definitely. And but so 
one thing that I'm, I'm interested to know about you guys uh, is going back to like Antarctica and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, would you guys ever go to a place like Antarctica or like climb Mount Everest or, you know, something really I, crazy like that? I like, I, I can't deal well with the cold. I'm, <laughs> no, I'd, I'd die. Like if, if it goes below 60 degrees, I'm like, all right, heavy jacket. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I think like, that would be, I think that would be something I would want to do later in life because it, it's like, I, there's a lot of things I'm working on right now that like that yeah. I'm, I'm going towards, but it's that like, also I would then be at the point like, yeah, even though if it's a little later in life, I may be a bit older, like right now I'm in better physical shape, but it's going to be yeah. more of like a mental fortitude to get through that stuff. And I think it would yeah. be kind of this achievement to be able to say, well, I've been to Antarctica. It's like, oh yeah, I've climbed Mount yeah. Everest. It's like, just to be able to say something like that and then also be able mm-hmm. to experience something that very few people in the world have ever done. It's just, yeah. it would be nice to be like, we're kind of running out of things that we can say there's like very few people in the world have done like Mount Everest. Yeah. There's been like, so many people that have done it now that like mm-hmm. along the way, there's like a place where they like put all these like flags and it's just like, now it's just covered. There's like a flag pile, I think. Like once <laughs> you went up, they stake their flag and then they take it off the corner and as they're going back down, they put it on the same pile. So there's like a massive pile of flags up on top of the mountain. Doesn't make it special anymore. <laughs> yeah, but it's still special because it's still very difficult. Yeah, it is. It is a difficult, I mean, I think, I think it's special to climb Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know about you. Uh, I think that's not every deep. person can do that. <laughs> so I mean, for me personally, it's special to climb out of bed sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I get that. Climb out of bed <laughs> in the morning is an accomplishment difficult. for me. We, we were supposed to record an hour earlier than we started, but I unfortunately did not climb out of bed in time. So yeah, Amon had his own Mount Everest to climb. <laughs> yeah, my own little difficulty. So, Brendan. Yeah. If I gave you a million dollars right now and you had to use it to start a business, what business oh, no. would you start? <laughs> hmm. So with with electrical engineering, like I oh man, there's so many things that I want to do. That's the problem, is that I have a lot of things going yeah. on right now. But um <laughs> But where would you start though? Where would I start? Yeah. I would probably start the first place that would be easiest for me to start is getting trying to get like a an esports organization uh, up and running and like in the local area. And because it's kind of something that's on the move where it's like really growing and yeah. it, it's, it would be a lot of fun to, to be able to like kind of, it'd be fun and it'd be fun to also get like these teams organized and be able to uh, support them to go to tournaments, travel. Yeah. And I get to go with these teams because of course I own the team. So I, I would yeah. do a lot of traveling, so it'd be that'd be a lot of fun. Like I, I enjoy traveling. I've been I've been to London. I've been to like most of the states in the U.S. Oh, um, I, I've I think, been to London as well. London's amazing. Yeah, London's awesome. Uh, I, think, I think I think it's Trevor Noah that said that uh, traveling is the one thing you can never waste your money on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Because it, it's awesome that I can like a lot of my because. Uh, my schedule on streaming right now is I'm streaming before my classes because I'm in the summer schedule. And uh, Mondays, right. I stream for four hours from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. And uh, Tuesday through Friday is 8 to 10. So it's only two hours for four days of the week, but it's yeah. early in the morning. And I actually got raided by like 
the most there was like one of the top streamers of brawl stars uh within like the second first or second week of me actually streaming and there was already like 250 people on the channel i'm like all right hey guys there's 250 of y'all watching me right now i don't really know what's going on but we're gonna just keep going with it but he uh he lives in i think denmark and uh but he he was a huge eu following ever since then and so the fact that i'm streaming early in the morning kind of works because it's 8 a.m our time but central eu time that's 3 p.m yeah yeah so from three to five that's when all the kids are getting off of school and they're like all right i'm done for the day so they want to start playing some brawl stars so i've got a lot of kids that are kind of watching but it's it's fun to be able to just like have these international friends and then be able to say like oh i've got friends in london like uh was it two weeks ago or no it was last weekend uh we had a friend in uh, london they actually got engaged so it was actually really yeah and so i was just able to say like richland hill like this is where they were and the streamer like the viewers they were all kind of like Oh yeah, I know where I know where that's at. It's like right yeah. down the road from me. Like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Small world, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So traveling <laughs> so for sure starting... would be a big thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, it'd, it'd be cool if you could start a business and and travel because of it. Mm-hmm. And esports is is something that that I find really interesting because playing video games and then seeing people that are really good at video games. Oh man, you so much start fun. to think like. How did they get that good? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I play Apex, and the people that are good at Apex, they are they are really good. I mean, you've seen like yeah. Fortnite players and everything too. I mean, how do they oh my gosh. build so fast and everything? Build, it's, shoot, it's crazy. build. Like, yeah, it's like two different sections in my brain, and it's like I'm in my building mode or I'm in shooting. And like yeah. for them, it's so fluid. They're like, it. I want to go up, yeah. and so they like quickly build wall wall ramp going up like and then they start shooting right away and it's just it's mm-hmm. insane how fast it is I guess, and i guess it's like the difference between like us playing like a pickup game of basketball and like you know a college a college level player yeah mm-hmm. exactly they put a lot of time into it and that's why they can monetize it too and and mm-hmm. make content out of it on youtube it's pretty cool um so another question <sighs> So I know in, in your past you uh, you were in the military. Oh yeah, yeah, I was. So, <laughs> so tell us a little bit about that, ooh, actually. Yeah. All right. So not just the like military. I've been I've had several jobs. So mm-hmm. right out of high school, I didn't really uh, I wasn't really in the mood for staying at, uh, in the community college uh, nearby because I like I was so just tired with school. I was just kind of not motivated. If that was one thing I could change, I would change like how motivated I was. I would have just tried to push for these goals and really tried to work on myself. But that was kind of something I didn't really have uh, in high school. Um, so mm-hmm. right after high school, I was like, well, I need to do something. It's either I'm going to the community college or I have, I'm going to have to go and get a job. Well, my brother-in-law, uh, he ended up going, he ended up joining the military and he went active, du- active duty and he had signed up for three years. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll do the same thing. So I went and signed up. Uh, I took the ASVAB, which is the military test to for your placement. I got a high enough score to place in any position. I was like, well, what would be fun? And so I chose the technical engineering, which I almost very, very little knowledge of what that job actually entailed. I, my recruiter was just mm-hmm. kind of like, you get to 
do some sort of laid out for some something like that. Well, it turns out they're a uh, land surveyor. They do land hor- or horizontal design with AutoCAD. And then they also did the, is it the supervising or no, they were doing quality control over horizontal construction with a concrete or foundation thing. So it was a lot of building that we did a lot of like supervising, make sure we're not supervising quality control guys, as well as the design guys. In theory, that's what we went to school for. Like it was a four month school in the military. Uh, my contract, mm-hmm. I ended up doing four years and that was, um, it was a really awesome job because there was a lot of skills you learned with it, but while you're in the military, you didn't always use those skills because obviously your first role is being a soldier in the military. Yeah. Right. So that was kind of the, the step right out of the military. It was like, well, that's, I, I could have re, like resigned, like re-upped, which is resigning mm-hmm. for another contract uh, in the military. But I just kind of felt that I wanted to be able to use my skills on a daily basis. So I ended up going civilian side and I worked for two years in a, uh, a survey it was a engineering and survey company here in Plano. Mm-hmm. And they oh. were actually stationed or their headquarters in uh, Minnesota in the Twin Cities. And it was a really awesome job to uh, get to like right out of the military, go right into this civilian job where in the military we had a, our uh, squad was about 15, 20 people, or our section was 15, 20 people. We had this one open office where we kind of just all worked and kind of hung in like this one space. Well, then I had my own desk with my two monitors, my business cards are like, here's your phone, here's your business cards, here's all this. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on? This is so professional. And after working there for two years, I like with the experience I had learned from the military, I was able to like my main job was working in the office doing more design work. But because mm-hmm. I had field experience and I liked working my hands physically active as well, they actually sent me out to uh, the field and I was working in the wind department where I'd go out to West Texas and same like just really all over Texas, uh, New Mexico and Oklahoma working on wind farms. So it was really exciting oh, wow. to that transition went so smooth because it a lot of people get out of the military, they struggle to find a job right away or something that yeah. kind of relates to their job. I found the job within like I applied a week later, got the interview a week after that, and I started a week after that. So within three yeah. weeks, I was already like in the office working. So it was oh, really cool. awesome. And I had a lot of uh good experiences working with them and uh it's it was really fun but that's when i started realizing that my like even though i was good at the job i didn't really Mm -hmm. find the passion like i started realizing towards like the last year of or the second year of that job i was getting really more into the gps behind it the very technical stuff like how is this survey equipment working and there's a lot yeah. of math geometry working with it. GPS in particular is really awesome to do because I ended up uh, finding a uh, post-processing or yeah, post-processing way of determining their control monuments. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the land surveyors didn't have the technical skills to understand what it was that the system was doing. And I had to then set up scenarios to show them uh what what process i did what 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 was it 
changing to the control and then verifying that it was all much more accurate than the control the, the, their method before. So it's a very technical thing. And I was just like, mm -hmm. man, I really enjoyed doing those kinds of uh, projects and working on these things where it may be kind of the leading edge technology. And I was always reaching out to do more of those kind of things. That's and awesome. so the fact that I'm, I like being hands-on and mm -hmm. want something technical, that's where I found myself kind of between computer engineering or electrical engineering. And I found that right. yeah. A lot of computer engineers uh, nowadays, they're getting more pushed towards uh, programming. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm fine with learning how to program, but I want to do more with my hands or really kind of picture the world of like within circuits. When you see yeah. a, a circuit board, you don't see any really moving parts. You'll see some LED lights mm -hmm. turning on and off. It's like indicating certain statuses of uh, the circuit, but mm -hmm. it's really awesome to just kind of see a different world while you're looking at this board and it's essentially yeah. just it, you have to then calculate what is what it's actually doing and i think yeah. that's really awesome that's really cool so would you say that you know like because you got into uh the military and you had these jobs that like that's what got you interested into electrical engineering and if you hadn't done that maybe you wouldn't be in electrical engineering uh, I think for sure that's really what it would what it would have turned out. Like my job that I think I would have done going right out of high school was being a civil engineer. I had the chance working uh, civilian side as a land surveyor. You work directly with civil engineers, the guys that are really doing the design of the roads, bridges. They're mm -hmm. doing the calculations of what kind of okay. like depending on uh, what kind of they could be structural engineers, but they. They really focused on the grading of roads, and it just didn't seem that interesting to me at the time. I yeah. probably would have done that job just to be, well, it's a really good job, and I'm doing some pretty neat things, but, and I could be, say, be saying like, oh, well, this neighborhood I helped design, and that's kind of the thing. Yeah. But I would, I would love to be able to say, well, I helped design these, these circuit boards. I helped design this product and like some functional thing that helps somebody, and mm -hmm. I think that would be really awesome to be able to say like i was able to create this new thing and yeah. that that's what my enjoyment out of it it's kind of push that edge okay so to end with this um because we're running out of time but just a question to um just some advice that you could give after going through you know like what you've learned and and finding your passion in electrical engineering and just doing what makes you happy and twitch streaming and you know video and audio editing for our podcast and for other videos that you've made and all of the various interests that you have what mm -hmm. advice do you have to someone that wants to find something that they love to do and something that they're interested in and you know just to, to become successful but more importantly happy with what they're doing with their lives what advice do you have so I think my advice to give is no matter what age you are, I think the best thing to do is to pursue what makes you happy. If you see something that is very difficult to achieve and, and people say, well, you shouldn't do that because it's going to be very hard or you want to do something, don't, don't just take the easy way. You want to really push that, that uh, you really want to push and drive towards the thing that makes you happy. 
Uh, it may also take some time to figure that out because here I am 28. I'm, I'm still doing several different things, streaming, the video editing, the, the electrical engineering. There's a lot going on. And it's like, mm -hmm. but I'm having to put in a lot of work and you shouldn't be afraid to do the work. You're going you're gonna to fail a lot, but don't be afraid to fail. You got to just keep pushing, trying to make it better. And it doesn't matter the timing. People may figure it out right away. And that's what they really enjoy. Yeah. But sometimes it takes a little longer. I think the biggest thing for me is that I kind of wished I knew I had more options right out of high school that I could have just gone and, and got a small job and I would have tried to pursue something else, maybe, maybe just something. But if, as long as I just continued pursuing my, my goals, then I, I probably would have ended up... Uh, either streaming sooner or um, I may have gotten right into college uh, sooner and pursued another route. But as long as like, that's really the big thing is just to pursue towards your goals. And even though it's hard, you just got to keep pushing. And at some point it will kind of turn out better. And you always ask for help. Yeah. It's well, like this, nice. it's similar to this uh, idea I have when, mm -hmm. uh, cause I judge debate tournaments uh, and uh and when kids have trouble speaking, uh, I always tell them the same thing. Like, have an idea of where you want to go, and then you'll get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have an end goal, and no matter how many times you fail along the way, all of that will allow you to understand how not to get there. And eventually, one of them, you know, you'll figure out how exactly to get there uh, exactly. through all of it. And so it, it'll all be worth it in the end. Good advice right. and a good conversation right. from two of my favorite people. And uh, by the way, for those of you who don't know, Brendan is our uh, audio and video editor, and so he will he will be with us through this journey. And yeah, uh, this podcast would not exist without him. I'll do my best. Really <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's been fun. It's been, mm -hmm. it's been fun, Brendan. Yeah, it's, uh, it's great to have you on. And uh, just letting our viewers know, you uh, if, if you haven't already, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at a, a cup of coffee pod. And you can email us if you have questions or would like to be on the podcast uh, at um, a cup of coffee pod at gmail.com. Thank yeah. you, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye, everyone.